Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 33rd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today I'm going to be going over a hand that I recently played in a $5,000 buy-in event. So the blinds are 400 and 800, and I have 10-9 suited on the button with 40,000 chips, so 50 big blinds. So a player from second position who I know to be generally loose and aggressive raises to 1,600, so a min-raise. And at this point, I have to ask myself, should I be calling a min-raise with 10-9 suited? And I think the answer is pretty much yes. I think that the hand's just a little bit too good to ever easily fold. And we see a flop heads up. I think with hands that have a lot of potential, you really do need to see a flop. So my opponent bets 2,400 into the 4,400 chip pot. The flop comes, well, I guess the flop comes first. 10-7-4. <laughs> no spades. I have 10-9 of spades. So it comes 10-7-4. My opponent bets 2,400 into 4,400. And at this point, I think folding is completely out of the question. Um, with top pair, your opponent could easily have over cards. He could easily have um, worse pairs. He could easily have nothing. So this is a spot where I am calling pretty much every time. I also don't think there's any merit in raising. Because if I raise, then if my opponent has an overpair, he can continue. And if he has a good 10, he's going to continue. And if he has nothing, he's either going to fold or he's going to bluff me. And if he bluffs, I mean, it's such a bad spot. I'm certainly not trying to get my money in with 10-9 on 10-7-4 versus an early position raiser. It's probably worth mentioning that my opponent's preflop range is really undefined in my head. I'm certainly not thinking that this guy has entirely premium hands or entirely bluffs or anything like that. You're going to find that whenever you're playing against generally loose, aggressive players who are pretty competent, they realize that they can often get away with stealing from early positions, so their ranges are wider than you would expect. And I actually think this is a bad adjustment that a lot of these players have made. And I think they they make this adjustment of playing too many hands from early position thinking that the players yet to act are going to play really tight against them. And it's actually not a bad adjustment to raise a lot of stuff under the gun if your opponents are all going to play super straightforward. So sort of to counteract that, you do need to bluff them occasionally. But in general, until I have been shown otherwise, I expect most people are raising from early position with a very strong range. So anyways, turn is the king of clubs. So now there are two clubs on the board. My opponent bets 5,000 into the 9,000 chip pot. And I have to ask myself, if he had a king, would he continue betting? And I think he should. I think he definitely should continue betting with any king purely for value because my flop calling range should not contain many kings besides maybe king 10 suited. And I don't even know if I would call a king 10 suited preflop. It's worth noting that I think 10-9 suited is probably a better hand to see a flop with in position than king 10 suited because it's way less likely to be dominated. So when he bets 5,000, I have to figure out if he is bluffing a high frequency of the time or if he's bluffing a low frequency of the time. I think most good loose aggressive players are going to bluff this card with their entire range of hands that are bluffs. I think pretty much all of them recognize that this is a much better card for them than it is for me. Because like I just said, it's really hard for me to have a king unless I had king 10 or if I floated with ace king or king queen on the flop for some reason. If I had king queen on the flop, I think I probably would float. So I guess it's not impossible for me to have a king floating means calling in position with a marginal hand either looking to steal it later or to improve and i think king queen and king jack and ace king have enough equity to call a lot of the time so i guess i could have those hands but my opponent certainly has those hands he would definitely raise preflop with king queen and ace king and he would definitely bet the flop with those so this is certainly a better card for him and 
a general poker, I guess you can call it a theory, is that whenever the turn card is better for your range than your opponent's, assuming you want to be value betting with a wide range, you definitely need to be betting in those spots. So this is a spot where I think my opponent's going to bet with all of his range besides the marginal hands, like perhaps ace-10 and queen-10 and maybe pocket-jacks and maybe pocket-queens, maybe pocket-9s, maybe pocket-8s. And um, so he's going to be checking with those, I think, and he's going to be betting with everything else. So if he's betting with everything else, you're going to find that if you run his... Run his run a wide preflop opening range and an equity calculator on this board versus my hand, you're going to find that 10-9 suited is in great shape. I'm not going to say great shape. I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head because it's tough to quantify my opponent's range, but it's at least 50 or 60%. It's in, it's in very good shape, mainly because my opponent has a lot of ace-queen, ace-jack, maybe even stuff like ace-x suited. He has a lot of the bad pairs, like sixes, fives, which are now bluffs at this point. Um, he has a lot of um, stuff like queen jack maybe queen nine and you may think that this is loose for an early position raiser but it, since i've pinpointed my opponent as being generally loose and aggressive i think i have to assume he is opening with a lot of stuff like that under the gun so anyways i call again i don't want to raise because at this point i have to ask myself again if i raise and my opponent re-raises i obviously have to fold and if i call i keep him in the pot with all of those unpaired hands like ace queen and ace jack which of course have some equity against me but i'm a pretty big favorite at this point also keep in with all of his just total air, like ace five and pocket twos and whatnot. So the river is a six. And this is a somewhat concerning river, but actually this river should be better for my range than my opponents. So the fact that he continues betting, he bets 12,000 into a 19,000 chip pot. Remember, I only have 31,000 behind, so it's a pretty significant chunk of my stack to call. This is a scenario where I think it starts to become close, but I'm probably going to win often enough to justify calling. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's a close spot. And I actually remember playing in this hand, and my opponent, when he made this river bet, actually when he made the turn bet, he looked pretty uncomfortable. He did not look like he was happy, right? So if I think my opponent's bluffing on the turn, does the six actually improve his range that much? The reason the six is bad is because nine eight gets there and seven six gets there. Remember, the flop was 10, 7, 4, king, 6. And I think my opponent would be raising 7, 6 suited and eight, um, 7, 6 and 9, 8 from under the gun. Suited, suited hands. So given that I'm getting pretty good pot odds, I have to call 12 to win the 19 in the pot plus my opponent's 12. I think I need to find a pretty loose call. This is one of the spots in live poker where I think a lot of people chicken out. They think, oh, this guy would never fire three bluffs, three bets with air. And I just don't think that's the case. This is actually a really good spot to fire three bets with air because my hand looks like a marginal made hand. So if my hand looks like a marginal made hand to my opponent, he's probably going to try to bluff me. And if he thinks I have a marginal made hand, would he pick this bet sizing 12,000 to 19,000 with a king? Because I, I think it's an interesting spot because it's it, my opponent either expects me to fold a lot to this bet or expects me to call a lot or he's just making the same bet with that whole range. And I think, in general, my opponent's actually going to want to bet bigger in this spot because he should have a lot of bluffs in his range. And if he has a lot of bluffs, he wants to dissuade me from calling in general. Eh, I don't know. It's a tough spot because I, I'm not really sure what he expects from me. Uh, given that I have a 10 and I call... He should probably be expecting me to call a lot of the time. I'm assuming I'm going to call. I'm not folding. See, in my mind, folding this would be way too tight against a loose, aggressive player, so it's not even a thing. But 
against um, someone who's tight, say we're, say my opponent was a very tight player, I think we have a pretty easy fold on the river because a lot of tight players, tight passive players at least, are not going to be bluffing the turn and the river very often. They'll bet the turn, but then they'll give up on the river because they just don't recognize that my hand is marginal. And also they just don't have the cojones to, to make the bluff. But I think a lot of loose aggressive players will. Of course, you need to pay attention to your loose aggressive players. Just because someone is loose and aggressive before the flop and on the flop does not mean at all that they're going to be loose and aggressive on the turn in the river. But you will find quite often that people who are tight before the flop and on the flop are often relatively tight on the turn in the river as well, especially when it comes to bluffing. I mean, they may not be tight in that they call down with pocket aces too wide on scary boards, but they're not the type of players who are going to bluff too often. So be careful when you're playing against the lags because some will be bluffing the river a lot and some will be bluffing it very rarely. My opponent actually had an ace-nine of hearts when I called for absolutely nothing. So seeing him have that ace-nine of hearts makes me think my general plan in this hand was very good because he has opening a, a pretty wide range from under the gun. You definitely cannot profitably raise ace-nine of hearts under the gun at a nine-handed table. That's a hand that definitely needs to be folded unless your opponents are all very tight. And seeing how I was on the button, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not going to be tight enough for my opponent to be raising hands like ace-nine suited that are somewhat easily dominated from out of position. So I don't really like the play for my opponent. If my opponent, I'm trying to think if my opponent could have bet any size that makes me fold the river. And I think the answer is just no. <laughs> uh, whenever I find my spot against loose aggressive players who, especially once they give off some sort of a physical tell, makes me think that they are bluffing on the turn. When the river doesn't really change much, I'm pretty much sticking to the read unless I see something to change my mind. I actually made a webinar about bluffing recently where I discuss how to get away with running big bluffs and also how to go about catching bluffs. And uh, you can check that out at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash bluff, B-L-U-F-F. And I think that's a pretty great educational program if you are looking to get better at bluffing and figuring out when your opponents are bluffing. And I think that's a pretty key skill that a lot of players lack. They are in spots like this where your hand is obviously marginal. But see, like in this, in my mind, this is a super easy call against a generally loose aggressive player. Mainly because the only hands that he should be value betting that I lose to are exactly kings. Kings are better, and it's pretty hard to have much better than a king for my opponent. Unless he has aces or sevens or fours. Or I guess sixes that he bluffed a turn. But that just really is not that many hands. He's going to have way more unpaired hands. And because of that, given that I know my opponent will bluff some percentage of the time, this is a super easy call. But I think a lot of players look at this and think, oh man, you have middle pair. This is a really marginal hand. So you should probably fold because you have to risk half of your stack. And that is all true, but I think your opponent's range matters a lot more in this scenario than the fact that I'm risking a lot. So thank you very much for watching. Again, to get that webinar, check out jonathanlittlepoker.com slash bluff, and I will talk to you next week.